0: Hello, and welcome to the Told You So podcast. I'm Brink.
1: And I'm Carla.
0: And today, we're going to be talking about the week in politics. So a lot of stuff happened this week, uh, particularly uh, in the Democratic primary, and also, obviously, in foreign policy. We're going to do one of those time-bound episodes that is not going to be evergreen. You're going to listen (laughs) to this in a month and be like, what are they even talking about? But we don't care. We, (laughs) We don't care because we want you to be
1: informed in the now. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um... Anyway, so uh, we had a really, really, really long debate for the Democratic primary.
1: I mean, I checked out halfway through, I think, but I was pretty shocked with the bits I saw.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I made it, uh, I missed maybe like 10 or 15 minutes of it. I think I missed, uh, there was some part where, I don't know, it's like I, I could hear anything about what was said and be like? I guess that it's probably true. But
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, <laughs> if, I, if
0: it was what Warren or Harris wanted to like uh, shut down Twitter or oh I, yeah, I, ban, like like ban ban the president from Twitter. Yeah,
1: oh, I mean, I mean, there was so much that we need to unpack here. But I think what I would start with is you know I don't really watch these kinds of things, so I tend to think that whatever I'm seeing in my feed is. Uh, hyperbole, you know, if people are saying the Democrats want to do this and everyone's a socialist and all this and UBI and all, so I just you know, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt so I was kind of like, ah, it's not that bad and then I watched the debate. (laughs) Right. It is that bad folks. It is shockingly bad. I mean, we can start with Beto who wants to take our guns. We can be like the people who want to ban billionaires. (laughs) I mean, poor Zuck actually came out. I read a thing (laughs) in today's paper where he was like uh, uh, uh excuse me that thing about uh banning billionaires uh you know may- maybe we shouldn't go that far <laughs> and i was like yeah see when they start I'm to come for you you start to you know kind of feel it it's just Where such it an amazingly
0: stupid idea I-, I can't even wrap my brain around the idea of banning people uh, being successful over a certain level. Right? You've, you have and, and done and some too arbitrary well. arbitrary <laughs> level that right, someone that, that's, decided. That's it's not a millionaire. It's just a big it's round a number.
1: But then, you know, it's like, oh, what are we going to do with the trillionaires? Just chop off their heads with a nice little guillotine because, only you know, go- <laughs> let's not.
0: <laughs> only governments are allowed to be trillionaires. Um,
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> and only on paper, folks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but the, the debate in general, I mean, I'm trying to run through in my mind some of the sort of greatest hits. I, I do think that But one of the interesting things, uh, obviously, I have a soft spot for Tulsi Gabbard because she appears to not... Like universal war all the time, and she has her head on straight about some criminal justice issues. She is issues. such
1: an isolationist, oh, Brink. Yeah, you know, exactly, if yeah. we follow what Tulsi says, we will just have chaos it's, and murder and death everywhere. Yeah, oh,
0: she me? she recommends uh, the pre-discovery Japan policy. That's definitely what <laughs> she. I mean, no. So that's a, that's a whole different issue. The whole the 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 use of the word isolationist to describe somebody that. Doesn't it, I mean? To, it's it's a word that's used to describe people that don't think that the American military should be omnipresent. So it's not an isolationist. It's more like a, a non omnipresentist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or,
1: or, or, or the easier yeah. term might be uh, someone who doesn't believe in empire and spreading democracy right. by the barrel of a gun.
0: Right, with bullets and bombs and drones. Um, yeah. So the, that smear is really silly. Uh, But I thought it was very interesting to watch Gabbard. Obviously, I think she had a good debate prep team um, and they've been telling her punch at whoever is in first place (laughs) and put them on the spot over and over again. I mean, it was it was the classic like, you know, when you're a candidate that doesn't have a big following and you're trying to make waves. uh, You see this all the time with like an underdog type person. They'll challenge someone to a debate. And then, and then obviously the person will say no, because it's like, you're not going to ride my coattails right. with free airtime. Absolutely right. not. And then the, the underdog says, see, they're not even willing to debate me. Yes. And like, you know, it looks like good fun uh, when you're watching I it and you don't think too hard about it. It's very silly. At but... this stage,
1: in fact, I was going to ask you, you know, it's just uh, this week I was rereading Primary Colors, right? Which is about the mm-hmm. ca- Clinton campaign. And I'm almost wrapped up with it. And it's so quaint, really. The book was written in 96. <laughs> Um, the copyright, by the way, is held by the Machiavelli Inc., which I thought huh. was kind of interesting, right? Because the book was originally, it came out anonymous, and it turned out it was Joe Klein uh, who wrote it. But anyway, in it, they talk about a lot of these tactics, sort of like how you win a debate, right. what you do, you know, if, I don't know, you, you, you're caught with your hand in the cookie jar and all those things. Right. And I kind of feel like most people know that by now. I feel like there's enough pop culture out there and that political stories, everything from sort of West Wing to Veep, right. has has led us to know, like the average person, I think, does know what maybe the, the core, bottom few tactics are. And I think that's part of why there we see this desperation in politics. Because no one really knows what's going to work anymore because no one's coming up with cool new ideas because they're all stuck in their statism.
0: I think that that's... Overestimating the average person and underestimating political strategists, but
1: <laughs> maybe. So anyway, so Tulsi did do a good job with all the classics. Yeah, right? no, so, Punch, so punching
0: above her weight. I mean, she, going right at Warren, making a direct ask of her to be like, "I would hope that you agree with me," and right now say that right. we should, you know. And Warren looking around like, "What? What? Why is she uh, asking me that?" I mean, me how that's that? not already and possibly it is a gift for a meme
1: already because the it wasn't a it wasn't a single take it wasn't a double take it was. Was it a triple take? I would say it was at least a quadruple take. It was, of it a, was a full
0: blown shake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where it was like, what? <laughs> Shake take.
0: <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. Uh,
1: And And then Sanders, of course, what a treat uh, there. That guy was just like, uh, you know, I mean, I think he's out. That's my prediction after the heart attack. I mean, no one's even, he wasn't even in the center of the stage, right? uh, So we can talk about how they set up everyone on the stage. And you've got poor Tulsi, who was dressed all in white and looked smashing. Awesome. I know. And uh, she was, you know, on the far left, and then it kind of goes up. And then you had this visual that was, like, focused on Warren in the middle. Yeah. She was wearing red. She had an extra spotlight on her. I'm yeah. not exaggerating. <laughs> and then it went all the way to the other loony on that <laughs> side. Who was that? Steyer, maybe? Or,
0: uh. uh... I thought Styer was I, I he mean, might I, have been I farther in, to, yeah. but I saw
1: a great thing that said, uh, "Well, that guy spent forty-seven million dollars for seven minutes of television." Yeah,
0: well, and that we were all joking that it's like he basically, obviously, co-sponsored the debate because it was his ads running at every commercial break. Poor guy, he got a bad deal from CNN.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's he's going anywhere. There was uh, who there was the uh, Budabig, what,
0: Budabig, what,
1: whatever his Budajed. Name. Okay, there was Castro.
0: Mayor Pete.
1: Uh, Mayor Pete. Yes. Uh, uh, Beto. Beto. Yes. O'Rourke. Uh, who else was Yang? Peak Yang, Yang was, yeah. has some interesting. You know, he's got his little, like Silicon Valley techie Although, attempt going on. You know, I heard a really he interesting. He has some really critique. bad ideas, though.
0: Yeah, and also uh, in regards to like the automation talking points that he uses over and over again. Um, like, so he keeps talking about trucking and automation. And one of the things that he claims, if I remember correctly, is uh, that a third of all trucking jobs will go away and that those jobs will disappear, et cetera. Um, and again, it's like that, it's only half of the picture and it makes big numbers that sound scary. But what that means, it's not that the third of the jobs are going to disappear forever. It means that a third of the labor force that currently does trucking will need to adopt to do different jobs, right? right? It doesn't mean that X jobs disappear forever. No, so I... when he pitches it, I mean the the people that critique him are right in that he's overselling the um, fear amount mongering. Of pain. Yeah. yeah, no, and it, and it's because I mean it, it is a classic. You know, uh, who was it? Um, Bastiat did the whole uh, petition of the candle makers yep. about how you need to put out the sun because it's too much competition. Yes.
1: Um, there's
0: <laughs> there's always like...
1: A, I mean, and we saw that progression, let's say, from like horse and buggy to right. the car to the taxi to Uber and Lyft as like the most recent right. one. Right. There's,
0: right. There's, in, there's invisible opportunity that's created when, you know, labor has to find new ways to make income like basically when when industries shift new industries get born right That's but happens, I, and
1: so. i wish people would focus on that more that was something that definitely struck me in the debate besides all the fear mongering the doom and gloom everything you know i mean where's the hope and the change democrats that worked pretty well for you guys eight yeah. years ago but what they never talk about because they're not thinking about opportunity they have to sell problems to make themselves relevant right in the first place, right, right
0: and, and have plans for those problems, right? You know, to yeah, make yeah, yeah,
1: to make themselves seem as if you know you should vote for them, but they they never talk about like all the possibilities of mm-hmm. the future, right? So when someone hears, oh, this job's going to go away, it's like, but that might create a hundred. There are going to be hundreds of other new, interesting, creative awesome jobs and as right. long as you're like willing to like try new things you'll be okay yeah it's like you can now be a fashion designer in video games you can make like like think about that like, like that yes. blew my mind <laughs> when I heard that because I was like wow when I was 16 I wanted to be a fashion designer and it would never at the time have occurred to me that one day like you'll be able to do it like for all these millions of different things yeah. like how cool is that? Yeah.
0: No, I think that, I mean, the the bottom line about it is that it's, uh, they avoid it because it is scary. Like, it's uncertain. And I think that for a lot of people, if you have something that you do, like, and this is a question that I, you know, you can look at it with these uh, job retraining programs in, like, Appalachia. Where there were, you know, the much ballyhooed, like, "Ooh, we're gonna teach the coal miners how to code," right? You know, we'll teach them how to mine cryptocurrency instead of mining coal, and like, unfortunately, those programs don't work super well. well uh, particularly, you- it's like for right. certain age groups of people where it's like they become set in their in their. This is what I do and then when that that thing that they do goes away. Like, I'm not saying... Well, I'm
1: not even sure that it's... I mean, it may be a a mindset that's developed, you know, from from a a young age. I mean, the more I think about sort of people who are drawn to free markets versus people who are drawn to sort of control, top-down control. I think the difference might even be it's that concept of safety versus liberty. It's that concept of, you know, just, just sort of coasting, whereas the other one is much more aspirational. But the thing with the government is no one can get on stage and tell people how bright the future is because if you're doing that, you're basically saying, you don't need us. Right. And there's only one thing that politicians need, and that is for you to need them. Right. And if we can break that chain, that's where it starts. And that's why it starts with self-empowerment, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and increasing like the scope of civil society. And there's a whole idea of... You know, the, the more that government does, necessarily, civil society shrinks back and no longer provides yeah, those and, services. And
1: to, for worse outcomes, because right. the thing mm-hmm. is, in these other things, it's we're small and we're nimble. We can make changes when we make mistakes. Like, I don't know, the standard American diet, because someone was like, you know what we should do? We should follow this flawed science by some crazy guy who has a monkey and a diaper for a child. <laughs> and People. listen to this. Let's listen to this guy who actually in the end cooked these books.
0: Sounds legit.
1: And now we have, you know, and and right. that's one example, right? It's like, I forget if we've talked about this, but it's like when you talk to people who are experts in one area and they watch television and yeah. they watch the news, they'll listen to the news and they'll take it in except for their, let's say you're like someone who knows about space travel. Right. And then there's something about a, a space trip and you're like, that's not how it works based on the reporting. <laughs> right. But you believe everything else because you're not an expert in that area, right? But if you got all the experts for that one news thing in the room, everyone would be like, my part is nonsense. They're not (laughs) explaining it right. And I know this is true because I have never been accurately quoted. Mm. Like you you see the flaws in the system and it's like, but you have to cumulatively put all these puzzle pieces (laughs) together to get from point A to point Z. But it's like... You know, they're on the stage and they're just like the world's coming to an end and we're going to have a two cent wealth tax. I mean, was there any money that Elizabeth Warren did not want to take?
0: I mean, I don't know. At least they didn't tell everybody over and over again that the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't like offer up, you know, just huge quantities of wealth to some god as a sacrifice to hope the weather changes.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I'm I'm glad. It's funny, actually. Speaking of like the past two weeks, um, that's been an interesting arc in the narrative of the news. Is I think that uh, the tide has turned on climate change in terms of the way that people view it and uh, how important it is. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there were all the Extinction Rebellion uh, protests yeah, all over the world. Yeah, you know, actually And there I said... were people that were not having it. Uh, I mean, and, and it seemed like the average people uh, agreed with the people that were not having it. These people that were, like, shutting down the tube in London. Uh, and they got the crap beat out of them by well, a crowd you know, of commuters who you were know, like, I, I need got, to pay got, for I my kids' friggin' education. Right? I need, you know— yeah, uh, I, and I think that me- that hand has been overplayed. And I think that, I mean, actually, th- this is just occurring to me now. I, I, there were very few questions about climate change. And that was front and center at the previous two debates. I mean, everybody was scrambling over themselves to talk about how quickly the world was going to set on fire. Yeah. Um, None of And I bet
1: you they had some focus groups that told them, you know what, this is not the hot topic you want it to be right now. Maybe cool it a little on that, folks. Go back
0: to the cooling. (laughs) Stop the warming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but to your point, you know, Naomi Wolf, who spoke at Liberty Forum here in New Hampshire some years ago, actually said famously that, you know, you have to... Uh, you have to stop traffic in order for something to draw attention. And this was maybe like 10 years ago. So I think a lot of people took that to heart. But Mm -hmm. what is actually happening is there's another group of people who are like, no, you know what? We do not feel solidarity with whatever you're doing. It's Mm -hmm. also as the frequency of the bubbling comes up, right? There's more and more people who are more and more dissatisfied about things. So people are even protesting for different reasons. One is because gas prices went up. One is, you know, because of... Uh, in
0: France, it's on fire because the energy prices are so high. I mean, there's exactly. because of the implementation of some of these like climate change control policies. Uh, yeah, Which I mean, is I,
1: interesting because France also has some of the cleanest energy. They yeah, are they have fully nuclear, nuclear, you know. But they're tied
0: in with the EU. Yeah. So
1: they have to do all the same. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get punished for that. I see also that uh, Brexit uh, is now again being, you know, hammered and sickled from the <laughs> EU side. And I thought it was really interesting, and maybe you can help me explore this just a little bit. So democracy, mm-hmm. right, is good, but populism, which is just also democracy, is bad. Populism
0: the, is when democracy does stuff that you don't like.
1: You being whoever the <laughs> whoever, other person whoever is, Whoever the speaker right? using
0: the word populism yeah. is.
1: So, so here's what I'm seeing. Like, I watch a lot of pop culture, and I like near-future dystopia. I like sci-fi. I like all of those stuff. So I definitely, first of all, admit that, you know, I'm in a bit of a bubble, right? So I'm watching things that I'm interested in. But there is thematically, in these worlds, a pitting of socialism versus fascism and it's becoming like very clearly thematically in art but it is also art imitating life and life imitating art right so we are kind of seeing this bubble up and it's actually happening faster than i expected and and the anchors everyone's a little wrong but here's the thing i'm like well i am neither a socialist nor a fascist and i feel like there are a (laughs) lot of us the people in the middle who i think need to figure out what their voice is. Yeah. Like we are so being pushed aside by lunacy. I mean it really yeah. is those those 10 people on the stage to me I was, I was yeah. like shocked to my core that I was like, this is America and there are people saying we are going to confiscate your money. And your if, guns. And your guns. <laughs> and we've already taken your words because I mean, you're not allowed to say certain
0: Well, and things. the thing that I thought, w- the other, I mean, uh, so Kamala Harris uh, was talking about abortion and made some comment about, show me one law that affects a man's body. And it's like, Uh, drug laws, uh, steroids, can't use steroids. Uh, literally any law that affects my right to transportation, my, like, I mean, my, my, my ability to move freely, uh, like all of these things affect my body immediately. I can't put what I want in my body. I'm not allowed to, like, I'm, I'm just not allowed to. And for her to have a blind spot that big created by some kind of weird, like, pop feminist epistemology where, like, that's not a reality. Because I I, I just don't even, I don't understand how you can say that sentence. And she's a prosecutor. She put people in jail for men putting things in their bodies. Right. All the time. Right. Like, all the time. That was her job. Yeah. So. uh,
1: And, of course, (laughs) is quite happy to admit on the record that she smoked the pod. Oh yeah. And it's like you know these hypocrites. This is what I it's, hate. It's like why do people why do people want to follow these people? Well, and
0: there's different levels of like all right. So uh you read you read uh the righteous mind like mm. hypocr- hypocrisy is endemic to being a human being. Like it's but part of But I feel of,
1: like yes but, it is but like there's, but and there's different aspirationally, levels. Right. we are also trying to be less of that, right? Right. Like there's
0: there's the level of like I try to be kind to all people, but then one day I was angry and I yelled at someone.
1: Oh, you should see me. I I, try and be nice, but once in a while, the road rage, Carla, it's not pretty (laughs) Right. So you, you
0: tell people that they should be kind. And then sometimes you aren't kind. That's hypocritical. Right. Um, you you tell people you fight for their bodily autonomy and then you jail people like that's a different level of hypocrisy yes. I think yes. than your standard everyday human garden variety hypocrisy
1: absolutely um,
0: and it's disgusting I mean it, like I I don't understand oh you mean like
1: hypocritical like uh, Sanders's third vacation home <laughs> hypocritical like that because we hate rich people I did like how I, when we're getting the kick and battles.
0: and I don't think it wasn't just it wasn't only inflation that made Bernie now he only talks about building millionaires and not millionaires and look who became a millionaire yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yep,
1: all
0: of a sudden it's the next level up that's bad ah, i'm still in the good group i mean <laughs> it's just it's it's
1: genuinely awful so i do want to talk on a little bit of a local level also about the gun confiscation thing, sure yeah right because Um, I read an article, and it was a letter to the editor and the union leader here in Manchester that was from uh, William Cashin, Bill Cashin, who has, he was an alderman, and he has his name on a building here on the west side of Manchester, where actually he one time called the police on me because I was protesting (laughs) uh, a local alderman who had said, you know, we should throw the old people out of their houses so that we can get a stronger That's right. Yeah. We we need younger people with bigger houses. Yeah. So I was like, that is a pretty crappy thing to say. And I'm going to go to the center with some friends. And we held signs. And he came (laughs) out and he told us we couldn't do that. And I was like, I am 100% sure we can. And he was like, I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, you're really wasting resources. Uh, But go ahead if you really have to. And he did. And of course, the police showed up. We took out our cameras. They recognized me and they were like, oh, no, they're allowed to be here, have a nice day, just (laughs) don't block the entrance, you know? And everyone was polite on their best behavior, exactly how it was supposed to go down. So this guy, Bill Cashin, (laughs) writes what looks like a form letter to the union leader that is published that says, as Beto said, we should have mandatory gun buybacks for uh, any assault ri- assault weapon, his okay, words, not sure. mine. Um, Whatever that is. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in Manchester, to keep the, like, the streets of Manchester safe. So first of all, it was like, well, this is clearly written for a different state. And right. they just kind of like put, any, and it, he put his name on it. Yeah, I'm sure and that I'm it's, like, the, you... it's the
0: form letter from you know every town. Right. Nancy, if you're, yeah. But I'm
1: like, you, sir, Bull Cashin, are a former alderman he said in his letter he's a veteran and he is calling for mandatory buybacks so i have a few questions on mandatory buybacks yeah which was presented to beto in the debate as well right am yeah. i saying his name right is it beto uh, beto, or beto, beto
0: robert francis
1: whatever. okay whatever i oh, shouldn't oh, say that no also I'll just start calling so him here's I, I hear a lot of
0: my uh, more conservative friends kind of vituperatively call him Robert Francis. And I, it's kind of fun to get it on. But, like, then I realize, like, I'm John. And so if I ever did, you know, like, and they'd be like, oh, br- br- quote-unquote Brink Slattery. More like John Slattery. Obviously, he's trying to be cooler. So I try to not make fun of him for being Robert Francis Beto. Okay. Okay.
1: Fair enough. But so, you know, he – So mandatory buyback, if we logically break it down, goes something like this. Hey, we're going to buy back your guns. First of all, you're not buying them back. They are not owned by you. They weren't bought by you. And if you're buying them now, you're buying them with taxpayers' money. It's not your money. So first of all, the economics of it make zero sense. Calling it a buyback is actually disingenuous and inaccurate. Right. right?
0: It's a a buy option.
1: Yes. Now let's analyze. mandatory and Beto Francis Roberts' own words, Robert Francis, whatever, (laughs) O'Rourke. Okay. in O'Rourke's own words. He was like, well, mandatory means that if you don't do it, but he's very certain all Americans are going to obey this and just do it. Right. If you don't, he is going to send law enforcement to your house to come get them. Yeah. And then he didn't really want to explore the rest of that. But I believe Castro explained a little bit of it to him, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, I mean, with this whole discussion, I'm just like, hey, guys, like, there is the Heller decision, I think. Yeah. um, Out
1: of DC, right? You can't do any of these.
0: You're all talking. I mean, this is all just cloud cuckoo land to use the TV trope term. It's none of it makes sense. What? It's it's all like if they were all talking about like, you know, and we're going to quarter the troops in the house for just a little bit and it's totally cool. We're going to quarter them, you know, I mean, and these third amendment extremists can say what they want, but we're like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's clearly prohibited by the constitution.
1: I, I love that example <laughs> and we should use that all the time because that's the thing, right? So we've gotten so used to some of these violations of our rights. I mean, definitely yeah. with free speech. The first time someone seriously used the term hate speech mm-hmm. at me, where and I was like, what is that? That isn't a thing. <laughs> there's speech, there's hateful things you can say, but there shouldn't be any kind of criminalized speech because speech is speech. Either right. speech mm-hmm. is free or because it's not. the second right. you, you can start say creating or categories say yeah. of speech, it is no longer by definition. Free and so we should find even more. Okay, so the third is good. I mean, we lost, so we've lost yeah. the first, we've lost the second. I mean, they are to come, they are genuinely there's, talking about coming door yeah, to door. There's the drug right?
0: war exception to the fourth, which is right. The fourth is, out. I mean,
1: the, uh, the fourth in terms of everything the NSA and the security yep. apparatus and you know, all of them are doing, the Fifth
0: Amendment also. Pretty much kind of out, gone, especially right? with the whole way that our justice system works and the fact that okay, everybody... and that's up
1: to where I can always remember. So I'm yeah. going to assume from there, certainly 10th is gone. States' <laughs> rights are out the window. So the quartering might actually yeah. be a good example, right? Well, that's...
0: I remember uh, back in my younger days, back before I moved to New Hampshire, actually, mm-hmm. I wrote a, uh, a whole parody article. It was when the Patriot Act was being implemented, and oh, it was wow. this whole parody article about the... Um, uh, Department of Defense uh, doing the a uh, what was it? a American heroes guest troops program <laughs> where, where people got to be hosts to American heroes in their home for months at a time <laughs> and how some third amendment extremists might say that this violates it. But we think that these people will be happy to have these, you know, wonderful soldiers in their homes.
1: And, and um, my, my, uh, So we should find that and we should post that. Cause I would love to read that. I did a similar one that had to do with also the Patriot act. I think, Way back when it was the first story I had published on Lou Rockwell. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's so. funny. I
0: got I got published on there too. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> awesome! Uh, so we should uh, we should find those and we should yeah. let people read that we are not only just big mouths <laughs> on the radio coming to your ears. We've been Why? talking trash in
0: multiple media for, for a decade plus.
1: <laughs> and well, that and and right, you know, like I think writing down our ideas is yeah. is literally important and. Uh, you know, like I I might have – maybe I should send something in to the union leader because I responded and I wrote my own uh, blog post mm. in response to Cashin's letter. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I should actually make sure that, that gets to the papers oh, yeah. too because – should talk about
0: that. We yeah,
1: can help out with that. Yeah. It's, it's – <laughs> you know, so what else shocked you in the debates? Um, um, I want to go back to Gad- uh, Tulsi for a second, right? Yeah. So did you see the whole Hillary Clinton accusing her of being a Russian agent? I
0: did. Now, so, yeah, so, so this is post-debate, but yeah. Okay.
1: I'm, and and we'll talk about set that. Set the scene. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no. The only thing I want to set is a little joke. So I saw this meme, and it made me laugh out loud. It said, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Russian agent, Bernie Sanders, so no, a Russian asset, and then Bernie Sanders, Soviet asset. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. That's like old school, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, no, politics. Well, I mean, what's, and what's really, it's kind of just incredible. Like, what a, what an accusation. Number one. Like really, what a what a wild accusation well, to level a... At, a, at a at a sitting congresswoman, you know that like how how about that? But if... how,
1: how like Jerry Springer is our politics at I know, this stage? It's pathetic. And also, can we just say how are we back to literally spy versus spy, Cold War politics? It's the Russians I'm like, again. It is. It is. It's hilarious. always the Russians. It's really. It's like they've run out of narratives, right? They're like, oh, you know what? Like, the like the terrorists tall head thing isn't working anymore, we got to go with a new thing, and maybe, now they've maybe got the whole clashing, and basically, I mean, if you, I do think if you're looking at it... This is the best
0: evidence that we do live in a simulation, is that there, there's only so, so w- <laughs> many scenarios that they have to work with. Oh my
1: God, I think you just, my, my brain just went, <laughs> because that is a very good point.
0: It's scary religious terrorists, scary political terror. scary Oh my God, infl- are we yeah. just
1: in a giant risk Obviously. Oh, no. Worse
0: yet, civilization. (laughs) It's going to go on forever. We're going to be up till four in the morning uh, in the cosmic (laughs) sense. No. (laughs) 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 But, uh,. No, I mean, I yeah, so the the debate was really uh, a bad trip.
1: <laughs> it, I mean, it really wasn't quite a long trip, right? Yeah,
0: it just kept going. but uh, So the,
1: UBI, that was another thing that yeah. came up, right? So universal basic income.
0: Which is really, I think, and this is another thing I heard an interesting discussion on. So, all right, so here's two different issues, and we could and talk about 2016 and 2019, or, you know, 2015 and 2019. Um, in 2016... Medicare for all was verboten, Uh, you know what I mean? That was a radical suggestion. Um. now it's the centerpiece for the front runner. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So Medicare for All has gone from the margins right into Wh- the central point of discussion.
1: Which is why no compromise is a entirely legitimate yeah. position because no. the second you compromise, you're <laughs> losing. You're well, losing. And especially,
0: I mean, these people, they, they want to pitch this idea that they're going to kick 70% of Americans off of their health care. I mean, think about, 130 like... 130 right,
1: million people! So,
0: you know, when you, like, move, what a giant pain in the ass it is, you have to reset everything up, like they're going to cause that ass pain for (laughs) hundreds of millions of people and their children. And I think
1: those are the same people. And they think that they're going to love them for it. Right, no, but I think it's the same people who are already like miffed. A lot of people voted for Obama because they believed in hope and change. And they actually yeah. thought if you liked your doctor, you could keep your doctor. And if you liked your plan, you could. And yeah. a lot of people were like, whoa. And they're not going to believe Democrats whoa. again on that. Yeah. yeah. No, well, hopefully they, they won't. The but, hope. but apparently, yeah, yeah. you know, who knows what people are going to believe. Well,
0: and also, I mean, man, I so I just got a firsthand look at uh, the difference in the way that the system works for big organizations versus startups and individuals. Um, and this isn't like, it's just the nature of it. So I recently started a new job, which is very exciting, um, at a large organization. And, uh, I'll maybe talk about that more in the future episode. But, uh, anyway, my, my history, I've worked for campaigns, worked for myself, worked for small startups, lots of little organizations that don't have the money for these health insurance programs. Um, So, for the past, you know, since Obamacare was implemented, I've been, I I had a catastrophic care plan prior to that that was like $99 a month and I would get a prescription discount. And if I, you know, if I, it was something like a a $60,000 deductible or something, you know, crazy high. Right. But, if I got in a car Cat- crash and I was... Catastrophic, as right, the name says. Right. I'd be in the hole for like a new car, but not in the hole for like $3 million. Right. Um,
1: or a new cranium. Right. 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 <laughs> but
0: you know what I mean. Yeah. So... So that kind of plan was outlawed. So I was no longer allowed to do that because it was insufficient coverage for me. Um, you (laughs) being a young, healthy
1: person who, you know, insurance is supposed to be like, we actually wait. We don't treat everyone equally.
0: Right. So it felt pretty sufficient for me. Um, but it's just funny. The result was I went from having insurance to not having insurance. I made a little bit too much money to be eligible for any of the subsidies. And all of the plans were like $400 plus a month. Right. Um, and with deductibles that were $5,000, $6,000. So when I did the math, I was like,
1: I'd rather I'm paying all risk. this.
0: And then I got to pay the – like if I – as long as I don't – like get in a catastrophic accident there's there's almost no way i will have to pay this much out of pocket for medical expenses um so i just didn't have health insurance
1: yep we did the same thing yeah and
0: and now i'm getting signed up for my new benefits and it's like you know half half the cost right a little more like it's affordable for me and I'm older now. You right. know what I mean? Like, I'm more of a – I'm right. fatter and, and older. And, of course, your employer
1: <laughs> is, is carrying some of those costs, and it's part of right, the benefit it's risk of your pool. packet Right, exactly. all that, right? But, but, the, but, a,
0: but a big part of it is it's because it's a big enough organization to have a risk pool to negotiate. But, like – the whole thing just screwed individuals so hard so hard
1: and they're they're, they're <laughs> doubling down on that yeah. right they're like no we're going to screw good more people good luck being an entrepreneur you part, won't be able to
0: get you you can't get health insurance but the worst
1: part also for me is it's like they're they're screwing people and people keep going back for more and i think it's because people are genuinely decent And they're like, oh, we keep hearing these horrible stories of these other people that terrible things happen to, and we don't want that to happen, right? So people are actually acting out of a really, truly good place. But I am at the stage where I'm like, I actually want to... I mean, I understand that, cast, you know, like if someone gets sick, some people do go bankrupt and whatever. Right. But it's not like everyone, right? But we're at right. the stage where we're conflating all of those things. So every story is just tragic and hard and all of those things.
0: Well, and it's like, why, if that's the concern, then why don't we have... Um, Catastrophic
1: like, insurance. Well, right, now or, or,
0: or a system, like a socialized system to prevent medical bankruptcy. You know, like there's... Right, like, there why is nobody solutions. Why is nobody thinking bigger picture with this stuff rather than we'll just keep proposing the same policy? We proposed and, for and, forty years.
1: Yeah, and I want to tell people <laughs> like, who are listening: It's like, do you want your healthcare to be like the DMV? Because yeah. that's where we're heading. The government runs the DMV. Well, it's and, not a fun experience. Right, now and, we imagine that's what your healthcare is going to look like. I don't want that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that the the issue with that argument is that like right now my healthcare looks like crap so well you know what i mean like me 5 years ago like my healthcare is i pay cash cuz i can't get insurance right. so you know but i'm you somebody But you can't that's... get
1: insurance because they really screwed it up right, right? i mean now I'm... we have this industry that's so capitalistic right so yeah. cronyistic right it
0: is capitalistic <laughs> 100% <laughs> but that's exactly what it is um which is crony capitalism capitalism yep Anyway, they should just really allied those words together. And make I, it I mean, I've, a I've been
1: using it for years. All I, right. It's one of my favorite terms. That was my... I'm not sure if I co- coined it. On I, Facebook,
0: yeah. my my political philosophy, like they used to be, you used to be able to put that, and I was a uh, arachno capitalist <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm an eight-legged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, I mean, to me it's just so strange that they're all saying these things right in a in a super ratcheted like everyone leaned into i found like 2 years ago it was radical to call these people socialists right and they were i mean it was barely it was barely decent to call bernie that and he is a democratic socialist he calls himself that right and now it's like they're just all up there just Hey, like, so I'm like, so Russia's winning. So th- that's what makes this whole cold War thing well, really weird. Today. and here's
0: the here's the part of the message that I think that everybody's missing and it's the most disheartening and it's that, yeah, Russia wants to mess with the American political system. You know how they want to do it. It's not by promoting Donald Trump, It's by promoting dissension that's the strategy like it's so clear from if you read those New York Times articles about what their troll farms did it's not the point is not to promote anything right. other than chaos yep so and I, and so I think... if anybody is helping the Russians it's Hillary Clinton making accusations about people being stooges of the Russians because it just contributes to the total breakdown but of the... social trust
1: well well there's like that. that's what they
0: want they, I', they... I... <laughs>
1: I do think they actually market and target and come up with stories that are anti authoritarian in America. I mean, we were all sharing Russia Today. No, there's no question. Back with Ron Paul. No, and they they promoted the Black Lives
0: Matter stuff. They always promote police violence. It's been coming for
1: a long time, right? And it's not because Russia's
0: libertarian, it's because those are critiques of power. Yes,
1: critiques of power, which they would never show there, right? right? I mean, Putin's also authoritarian, don't get me wrong. But basically, what's going on is I wonder if all this, like, Putin. Russia stuff, which I'm like, how is that focused on the Republicans when it is clearly the Democrats who are colluding with them and also trying to implement their economic system? So my question is, (laughs) is all the Putin stuff just misdirection? Like everyone's like not really paying attention to the fact that if they implement socialism, in America, Russia has won. So if you guys are like worried about the Cold War crap, yes. No,
0: no,
1: no. Yes.
0: No, no. Russia is not.
1: That's certainly not how the Putin's looking at it.
0: And Putin's not a socialist.
1: I mean, he's, a authoritarian, he's an authoritarian uh, uh, oligarch.
0: Yeah, he's not socialist at all. Those are do- those he's are...
1: socialist to his people. He, I mean, there are a lot of programs they've. They implemented a lot of things back. Yes. Yes. All
0: right. I might have to look more into this. From what I understand, if there's any ist that would be applied to him, it's that he is an oligarchist, that like his goal is to list. enrich I friends mean, and yeah. extract wealth from Russia while... Positioning himself as a populist strongman, so he's like an old-timey strongman, accepting control of a giant geographical but, area. But wouldn't you say, definitely,
1: strongmen generally at least take care of wide swaths of the population, including the military, so making sure those yeah. people are fed. Right, and, and the and the Orthodox so Church
0: f- is also part of his deal. But like, but I think that the. Like we're talking about two different. Like I don't think that he's like a USSR ideological socialist of the kind that would have do. been interested in turning America socialist. Really?
1: No, I think that I... he's a
0: he's a power He's just a person that he's like uh, so, like, so, like O'Brien so what do you in think 1984. Would give you more power
1: if you already like own the entire like Russia. So don't you think like if you're a power hungry crazy person, you'd be like, you know, it'd be really fun to do. Let's take over America. Well, it wouldn't be taking over. <laughs> and
0: again, it, the point of everything they're doing, it's not to take anything over. It's to its to destabilize. And that's like – apparently this is like the MO that they do in their foreign spy craft and their foreign uh, propaganda is they, they work to destabilize that- trust in – Su- successful western countries sure
1: i understand all of that but i also know that i mean academia in america was infiltrated by like card-carrying communists yeah. that has gone through our academic system now which is why we have like all the idiotocracy we do see there right so it's Possibly. like if we are following that line well okay at a minimum i believe it i don't think it's a comp- conspiracy no theory. no I'm i don't think i'm pretty sure th- i can actually like
0: Prove no, there were that. yeah, it was it was a thing that happened but I don't think that it was so totalizing that it like changed the entire Really because of I would education.
1: say we now have 10 people on the stage who are legit suggesting things that will cause the downfall of America. Right. And no one seems to be batting an eye. <laughs> like people are legit like we're going to vote for these nutters. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Please don't. <laughs>
0: Well, no, I th- I think like my level of disagreement with you there. It's more just that uh, I think it's a combination of like ideas and institutional pressures that have pushed academia to where it is. Less so than any like organized infiltration, um, but it's like the i like the concepts and ideas themselves are uh, they're you know they're memes, they're self replicating ideas that are very successful in the academic environment and very negative what applied to really anything outside of like critiquing literature or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, but also
1: <laughs> even just in, in terms of like the, the, the values or the social system or the economic, like, I don't think in schools, let's leave uh, universities out of it. Like we yeah. are also seeing for the first time a generation that was totally raised on like some pretty wacky, crazy scholastic <laughs> ideas. Yes. And and I, it's troubling yeah. because yeah. I, because there's this acceptance, right? So so if I had to boil down in a nutshell, sort of what those guys were talking about, I mean, all of it was really bad. It was a, literally a violation of all. Everything the Constitution stands for. Yeah. So it's basically like if we are rewriting what America is, I feel like now is the time then to rewrite the founding documents because right. clearly the country does not agree anymore what...
0: Well, and that's always been my... I mean, with all this kind of stuff, it's like, man, you guys want to change stuff like this? Like, let's have a Constitutional Convention because that's right. that's how you do that.
1: And then, you know, I mean... But they don't have Saner people to do have it. actually... Or insane people. <laughs> it's always hard to tell. But, you know, people who actually care about dotting the I's and crossing the T's Actually tried to do those things, yeah. right? And we everyone just gets rebuffed and told their nutters, and it sounds a little crazy, and right. you know, like all of it, it's just like weird. It's like you know, the sovereign citizens. It's yeah, like, eh, no, no, I know. You know.
0: Well, it's it's kind of like funny. It's ironic in a way. It's like, oh, what well, you want to like use the way the, that the document says you're supposed to change it to change it, it's right? Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so insulting. I we mean, just it's make like laws you just, that violate it now. I mean,
1: you are pretty much like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in yeah. this system, and that's why you know, it's to some extent. We're like, okay, what is what is better? It's like your community, your life, you know, what you put in your body, who you hang out with, like the things we can control. Cause sometimes, you know, I'll read the paper and I just, I, I, I get overwhelmed because I'm like, there's so much to fix and there's so much to complain about and whatever. And then <laughs> I'm like, but you know what? Life is good. In the here and now, life is pretty damn good. Yeah. And, you know, and we get to sit around on high-tech equipment, <laughs> uh, you know, and talk about ideas. And we yeah. get to get them out there. And how wonderful is that even?
0: For almost everyone everywhere, life is better than it's ever been.
1: It Yeah. And,
0: well, you know, that was actually a funny line that I heard too. Uh, with all the talk about automation, uh, this was like – Don't 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 attach this to me necessarily because it's too glib for my tastes, but it was like, man, you know, one way you can really tell that uh, there's nothing wrong in the economy and things are going great is that all the Democrats are only talking about what's going to happen in 10 years and and they're not talking about now at all. Uh, (laughs) Right, because I
1: can. I mean, I I didn't see... Because it's
0: all positive indicators at the moment. I didn't see
1: this stat, but we've talked on previous shows about, you know, whether Trump is a genius or not when it comes to messaging. (laughs) Always hard to tell. But apparently he said something about the unemployment rate has been... uh, It's 51% over 10... Anyway, he gave a number that was 51% that pertained to unemployment, that it's the lowest or something. And, of course, CNN was like... It's not, it's only 49%. <laughs> and it was, and the question was, okay, was he just, you know, trolling them? He gave a little, instead of saying right. 50 and then both would have agreed, you right. know, like no one would have talked about it. He just over. made it a little over <laughs> and then they had to come back. But the point is now they're talking about unemployment. Yeah. It's the same with the, the war stuff, right? Suddenly yeah. we have people actually, again, talking about the casualties of war, which yeah. is why both of us are excited about Tulsi. Yeah. Or at I mean, the very
0: least that there's a voice on the stage that even cares about foreign policy. Cause like,
1: and that's one of the one things are. that the president's
0: authorized to do. Unlike overhauling the healthcare system. So,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, right.
0: That's what the commander in chief of the armed forces does. Uh, not the like school marm and administrator of health in chief. Anyway. Yeah, Ugh.
1: and then uh, Pat Buchanan had a pretty good little essay in today's newspaper where he was talking about the fact that Putin pretty much now gets the Middle East. I mean, he's sort of yeah. his his his. Tone was kind of like, haha, Putin got this, and good luck to you, sir. Yeah. We're out," you know. And I was like, "Oh, that's sort of an interesting perspective, too." I mean, of course, we aren't out anywhere, right? Right.
0: Well, I just, I just, but geopolitically, my parents, we were, yeah.
1: it's very interesting. Like, we, it is pretty. Well, interesting I wish, what's I just, happening. I wish that
0: the debate matched reality, because from what I understand, the reality is that Trump brought like twelve people at first, and then like a couple of other ones out of this one area. Like, it was a very small number of people in Syria. And then at the same time, he sent 10,000 troops to Saudi Arabia. So it's like getting out is is quite a relative term. Yeah,
1: no, Trump, I think... A
0: real, you know, change... Excuse me, an American foreign policy in that area would be shutting down some military bases I mean, and bringing them home. And,
1: and, you know, if this sounds shocking to people, just remember that the candidates who run for pred- presidency who have non-interventionist views and who want to close down things and bring our troops home – are the ones who receive the most money from active military. So the people who are out there risking their lives are the people who would actually like to come home. And yeah. I think that's important to remember and it would be brave and courageous and noble for the person who does that. So, you know, I think that's a future we should work towards and say we do want less killing. Is that too much to ask?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, to give you an idea of it, so, uh, I mean, according to the Defense Manpower Data Center, um, this was in, what, uh, yeah, like a year ago or two years ago, there were 25,910 active-duty National Guard or reserve military personnel in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. So that's 25 like 26,000 people, 26,000 people can like conceptualize that. Like it's a big football stadium full of, full of soldiers and they're all there all the time. And, and it's like the Pentagon doesn't even actually know how many this, the article that I'm pulling this from is about how the Pentagon reported that it was half that many before. And they're like, whoopsie. It's- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I,
1: I genuinely, I mean, we, you know, can you imagine what the military, no one knows what's going on. I mean, I, Imagine what, like, the CIA budget must be at this stage. Like, the black ops stuff, You're not allowed to know. <laughs> no. You know, so we have this entire, I don't know, let's call them the deep state. You know? <laughs> out let's there, do. <laughs> out there doing their do and, you know, uh, not necessarily making anything safer. Because, you know what? You know what? everyone should think about their own human action, right? And think of themselves as their own person and just be like, you know what? If you're not going around killing people, that's good. So let's all just (laughs) strive for (laughs) that. But let's all just work to that. Like if every single person just applies that principle to their lives we'd be in pretty good shape. Like, then you wouldn't have to go worry about what someone else might do in the future that you are going to preempt now because (laughs) basically then you are murdering people because of things you think might happen. And one might call that insanity. Yes. I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm
0: just thinking of (laughs) John Lennon being like, Imagine there's no murder. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy if you do. Um, (laughs) I love that
1: song, so shame on you, sir. I'm terrible. This is
0: what listening to a bunch of punk music did to me when I was a teenager, is that 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 sort of sentiment is like, imagine my ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're not helping at all on ending on a positive high note, sir. No,
0: but I, you know, as I've grown and matured, <laughs> I can agree and appreciate that, yeah, no, people need to fix themselves.
1: Fix themselves. And try it to fix their the communities and
0: out. their families and, you know, unbreak the broken stuff. Uh Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that that is a positive note on which to end.
1: Let's do uh, it.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We'll be back again next week and uh, have a great day.
1: Peace out.